My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 11th of November. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. The soft plastic recycling company Red Cycle has temporarily shut down this week after reports of warehouses filling up with waste that couldn't actually be recycled. We're going to explain everything about this story and what to do with your plastic bags. But first, Sam, what is making headlines? It's the end of a big sitting week in Canberra and the government's industrial relations legislation has passed the House of Representatives after fierce debate in Parliament this week. The bill passed with the support of the government and some of the crossbench. It will now head to the Senate before it can be signed into law. The number of scams reported to the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, has increased by 92% in the current financial year. ACCC Chair Gina Cass-Gottlieb said Australians are now losing over $2 billion per year and that scammers are targeting vulnerable populations. Over to the US now, and US President Joe Biden declared the results of the midterm elections a, quote, good day for democracy and America. Biden said predictions of a wave of Republican success didn't happen and the Democratic Party had a strong night. Former President Donald Trump said he remains confident that the Republicans will gain a majority in both houses of Congress. Sticking with the U.S. for our good news today, the U.S. states of Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee and Vermont have all voted to abolish slavery in all forms by removing a constitutional exception that allowed involuntary slavery as a punishment for committing a crime. Almost 90% of voters in Vermont backed the change. Zara, happy National Recycling Week. Look, I don't know that there's much to be happy about, but thank you for your well wishes. Well, it should be a happy week where we're focusing on the merits of recycling and exciting new initiatives, but instead we've got a bit of a bad news story. We're talking today about Red Cycle, and that's the company behind those bins that you might have seen at your local supermarket. It's the one where you could go and drop off plastics that couldn't go in your recycling bin. Zara, what's gone wrong here? Yeah, so earlier this week, there was an exclusive in the Nine Papers that reported that our biggest soft plastic recycling program was in big trouble. And it revealed that those Ziploc bags, those ice cream wrappers and bread bags, whatever you'd been dropping off for recycling, was actually being stockpiled in warehouses and not recycled at all. I just have this image in my mind of, you know, kilometres of plastic in warehouses. How on earth did they end up there? I think before I explain that, we need to just step back a bit and understand what Red Cycle had previously been doing with the soft plastics that people were dropping off. So first, they were processing these plastics at special facilities. Then the plastics were being used to create a range of recycled products that included outdoor furniture, shopping trolleys, additives for concrete. The organisation says it saved 5.4 billion pieces of soft plastics from landfills since it began 11 years ago. But of course, Recently, we found out it's not all good news. And were RedCycle alone in this process or were they partnering up with other companies? They weren't at it alone. They were partnering with a couple of other organisations who produced those 
trolleys and those concrete additives that I spoke about before. And that's really where the trouble started. So the thing is, soft plastics are really, really difficult to recycle. They jam up the machinery at regular recycling centres, which is why RedCycle, for example, needed to send the plastics they collected to these special facilities. And why they were, until very recently, only working with a couple of companies to use that recycled plastic to then make other things. So I imagine that if something goes wrong, it's pretty hard to fix in that complicated process. And then something did go wrong. One of the companies that RedCycle worked with had to shut down the facility that they were using to turn this plastic into concrete additives after a fire earlier this year. Then another company, remember there were only a select few, experienced, quote, downturns in market demand related to the pandemic. So we had a fire earlier this year in the mix and these downturns that you're talking about. So it sounds to me like RedCycle knew that they were going to end up with this influx of non-recyclable soft plastic that they didn't really know what to do with. But the program only stopped this week, right? Yeah, look, it, it doesn't look great. Not only has RedCycle been secretly stockpiling plastics since the fire, but the supermarkets that RedCycle had partnered with, so Coles and Woolies, only recently found out about the backup in the recycling process. And have we had a response from the company this week? Yeah, so following that report by the nine papers that I said, RedCycle did publish a statement on its website that said that all of the combined factors that I've mentioned before had, quote, put untenable pressure on the RedCycle business model. It said that all plastics it has collected that cannot be recycled are being kept in storage at, quote, great personal expense to the organisation, and it claims none of this plastic will end up in landfill. RedCycle has said it wants to resume the program as soon as possible, but couldn't confirm how long the pause will be. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. This has obviously exposed a major flaw in our current recycling practices. Have we heard much from the government this week and could this be an opportunity for them to step in? Well, Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek commented on the situation earlier in the week. She said that she wanted the government to work with businesses like Coles and Woolies to facilitate large-scale recycling and reduction of those soft plastics being produced in the first place. She also confirmed that the government found out about RedCycle's failure about the same time as the rest of us did through the news reports. She said that the government has set aside $60 million to address, quote, this issue of hard-to-recycle plastics. And she went on to say, a little part of me dies every time I see a piece of soft plastic going into my bin and ending up in landfill, which quite a few of us would actually relate to. So what should we do with our soft plastics while we wait for this Red Cycle program to be revived or for indeed a new program to come out? Look, there are a couple of very local small soft plastic recycling services around. I know that there's one in Newcastle, for example, and they work with local councils to collect and recycle soft plastics from your yellow bin. But for most of us, the only solution RedCycle has proposed right now is to put your soft plastic in the red bin for landfill. It can't go in the yellow bin or, like we've heard, it will jam up the recycling machines. It's pretty hard to have these conversations about COP27 and, you know, the state of our planet and then have this news come at the same time where it feels like we're somewhat paralysed into this situation. I hope we do find a solution soon. We'll keep you updated if there's any more news about this story. And the best way to stay up to date with TDA is to subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and sign up to our excellent weekday newsletter. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone, and we'll see you bright and early on Monday morning. Mm -hmm.